Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Welcome to My Conscience with your host Andrea. And today we are here with Sylvia. So this is Sylvia, my bestie Westie in the whole wide Westie. And what are what are okay, so before we start, um this has been my friend for it's about to be four years. Four years in October. And this girl is literally my friend soulmate. I love her so much. I'm soulmate, soulmate. Right. Miss okay. you so much. Oh my god, I miss her. So yeah, so she's on FaceTime. And yeah, this <laughs> hey. is this is gonna be our episode to talk about our upbringing in general. Mm-hmm. So um so <laughs> so so conversation off casual what did you do today andrea how was your day so my day i did nothing um i I woke up like at 3 p.m and Uh um now it's like two in the morning and that was it that was my day how was your day sylvia my day i woke up about i don't know like 10 i got up i've been babysitting all day like usual yeah i was supposed to have i was supposed to go out today but everyone canceled me so you know, I was just in. Oh, I heard they canceled, huh? Yeah, but it's okay. okay We're doing okay. it tomorrow. Right. So, but yeah, that's it. I was really just at home. I cooked a little bit. I forgot what I made. Oh, I made French toast in the morning. That period. But, yeah, that's about it. Okay, period. So, let's get into today's topic. And it's basically just family, you know, problems, what we struggle with growing up. So, Sylvia, how did you grow up? Tell us. When it comes to family, okay, so, you know, growing up, I had my father around for a little bit. Uh, it was always my, my my mom, my dad, and then I have two siblings. I have an older sister, a younger brother, you know, I'm the middle, which you guys know how that is stereotyped. And honestly, the stereotypes are true. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are. But, you know, uh, um, I grew up with them, like, on the other side of the country, and things are a lot different over there. I had all of my family around, but, you know, just one day came, and I ended up, like, everything just changed. Right. Like, you know, one day, my my aunt came, and she just picked us up, and we drove to the other side of the country, leaving my dad behind. And, you know, I was about, like, five years old at the time. I had no idea what was going on, so just, like, you know, from there... Um, my, my mom and my aunt would be at work all the time. So I was living alone with my cousins most of my life. You know, we all had each other by our side, you know, and that's how it's been most of my life. You know, I've been really independent growing up. So, period. yeah, but it, you know, if anything, it's something I used to like to boost myself. My it's confidence a strength. It's a strength to me because, uh, you know, I've come so far and like if any hardships like appear you know i'm just like okay i've done this like i've done 10 times worse i've done 10 times worse my whole life you know i got anything exactly she got it yeah Mm -hmm. i got it this bitch oh my god i love her (laughs) she really is like one of the strongest people i know okay Mm -hmm. so from there then um i'm just so how i grew up um i feel like well my family was really always together i'm not gonna lie um when i was younger like my mom and dad did separate for a while it was really bad like it was never divorce but they would always just fight and that was like horrible environment to be in because it's like 
the fuck you know like <laughs> yeah and so yeah so i grew up with two older brothers um well the oldest brother i was never really close to he was almost like another dad figure to me since he was like so much older than me and then i do have my the middle child my brother um he is only a year older than me but um i've struggled a lot with him i felt like i never really had like a brother I grew up, I would say I did have family around me, but I grew up really independent just because there was like so much chaos growing mm-hmm. up and I literally, oh, yeah. I felt like there was nobody there. <laughs> yeah, girl, no, I feel like, bro, literally. So I feel like, I feel like that's one thing me and Sylvia like really know how to do is just be alone and yeah. be independent. Even if we don't like it, sometimes we can push like, through it. We can handle it. We can exactly, push it, yeah. exactly. So, mm-hmm. where do we go from here? Sylvia, tell us something else about your childhood. Maybe an event. I don't know. Something that made you who you are today. Well, as you all know, um, growing up without a father is not easy. You know, And especially having it taken away so young. I mean, I'm still thankful to have had that at least little experience. You know, I during those five years, my father was around. He he still is around to this day. I just like he's not present, you know, right. like actively present. And but you know those five years, like I'm still glad I have those memories to look back on. And you know, like I still received that fatherly love at one point, and you know it, it did affect me, like a lot actually. Like that, it's it's just something that a five year old is not prepared to do. Right, you know, exactly. Is have, is have like the world taken away from them, their world yeah. taken away from them, you know? And I I found out why much much later, but as a child, like all you can do is wonder. Right. You're like, like what what the fuck happened here? Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> happened here? And like well, you're too young to understand, so your parents don't tell you shit. But so yeah, all you're left to do is wonder. But I mean, not a lot of the children in my family have had their fathers growing up. It's honestly a common thing in my family. Yeah, yeah no, so, yeah. I know, so we all know a lot about it. Like, we were able to to still provide for ourselves and take care of one another with each other by our sides. And that's something I'm really thankful for is, like, my siblings, my cousins, because I feel like we all raise each other, you know. But I'm still very thankful for, like, my mother who was here, my, who's been here my whole life. And, well... Yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. Father, like... It was just a struggle. Yeah, it was just a struggle. Yeah. And it's something I am... Like, an experience, I guess, I have learned to become thankful for. And, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I, yeah, like, I can't, you know, I've known this girl for a long time now, so her whole family situation, I just really, like, oh, my God, I love her. That's all I can say. Like, <laughs> oh, I just love her. Okay, Bless but anyways, you. yeah. So, anyways, but going from there, um, so let's talk about dads. So my dad, <laughs> so my dad, um, he was always in the house. He was present, but he wasn't there. Does that makes sense. Yeah. He was he was obviously living with me. You know, he had a lot of problems mentally. He struggled with depression. Mm-hmm. really bad probably some other shit that i don't even know of but for a long time he was very like um distant like he kind of shut himself off 
-hmm. he was always like you know when he came from work i would always like come run and hug him you know me being Mm -hmm. you know like oh my god my dad but as i grew older i want to say like eight nine eleven ten whatever through Mm -hmm. that i kind of i was really close to my mom and i would throw a lot of fits for stuff that i don't even know why but i know there was like always something in me where like i was just never satisfied in my household Mm -hmm. and um so the first time i actually got a therapist was to talk about my dad because Mm -hmm. being him i feel like it's like the stereotype of the hispanic dad it's like they quiet they don't be talking about nothing they don't say anything they're just they're like not they're never there they're never there exactly (laughs) and i know a lot of friends who do have like the their mexican dads who are like so affectionate and but i feel like all this shit that my dad went through growing up from him like in his family and his struggles i feel like that's what caused him to just like not be content with his life Mm -hmm. i guess but you know i know he still loves me but it was really hard um he did have a drinking problem which was like Mm -hmm. cherry on top because yeah now now at every family party you know like my dad's just acting crazy and i'm like hold on (laughs) hold on and it's just stuff that i mean in my family that those kind of things are really taboo and mm-hmm. it was never something you could really talk about because it's like I, it was i don't know why but it was just something you couldn't speak on because either they get mad or like they'll be like oh you're too young you don't understand whatever yeah that was always something with me too like you exactly know, growing up i'd always ask my mom my grandma who was who lived with me too uh like what happened to my dad like why did we leave you know and it's just something i like they keep from us i i know it's for our own good but you know just like the saddest like knowing the closures around but not in your grip is something literally uh, it's like because like you're just stuck wondering knowing that they know mm -hmm, and it just leaves a hole in your heart you know it's really heavy exactly literally and my okay so yeah so then that was like a whole thing um Mm -hmm. i remember just like breaking down about it my dad never told me i love you Mm -hmm. i i remember i would tell sylvia i was like i really can't remember the last time my dad told me like i love you (laughs) like we our my conversation between my dad it used to be like oh food's ready and it's like okay (laughs) that was it and like oh good night that's all it was food ready okay food ready okay yeah the whole conversation and i was just like okay like um and you know what i honestly didn't mind for a while because it's like okay that's my dad whatever but then as i grew older understanding that he was actually struggling with things and like you know being kept to himself it made me sad you know Mm -hmm. and just being his daughter not being able to like have him open up about it obviously because he doesn't want to it's just like heartbreaking so obviously things did come around i feel like um my dad is like there now he's i feel like he's more fun he's very like here he's very present Mm -hmm. and that makes me happy because i've seen him grown and i he never really got help like from Mm -hmm. any any professional help 
I don't I feel like him seeing me cry about him be like, oh, you know, like, why don't you, why aren't you my dad, the one, the dad I want? I yeah. feel like that really made him change. And I think that's great because it shows that he, you know, he tried and he, mm-hmm. you know, he did it. And now I'm like content. Um, But yeah. Anything. Yeah, that's good. You know, like your dad had the drinking problem. My dad had anger issues, which led to bigger things. Butterfly effect, anger issues led to abuse um, and, you know, family problems. And it was just, it, it very traumatic experience. Right. But uh, where, where were we going? I don't know, Hold dads. <laughs> yeah, dads. I'm trying to think. Oh, well, yeah, growing up, my dad, like, you know, I was his only daughter, and you know how things are with that. Like, they love you unconditionally. Right. And that that was how my dad was not once, like, he never yelled at me, never punished me for everything. If I did something bad, it's okay, princess. Like, I, we all make mistakes, you know. Not once. I have no memory of my dad, like, ever yelling at me, hitting me or nothing. Exactly. So, the like, having that taken away from me, because I'll admit, when I was little, like, before we had left, until the age of five, my dad was the most attentive parent. Like, my mom, she she worked all the time, but my dad, like, managed to make time for me whenever. And so, you know, it was always just my dad. Like, my dad was my world, you know? And having that taken away from you, it's something, like, like, you're so unfamiliar with that feeling. Like, I had no idea what to do coming to Washington, like, my aunt was here. I hadn't seen her in, like, a few years. And just, everything's just new, you know? Like, I, I went from the hot to the cold. Exactly. Like, from one aunt to a different aunt. And, you know, it's it's just a lot to accustom to. And then especially not having the parents around. Like, I, I was forced to grow up fast. Yeah. Like, I had no, no choice but to just learn to do things myself. Yeah. And when we had moved, my brother was only 11 months old. And since we moved, you know, my dad wasn't around anymore. My mom had, like, we, he couldn't help us anymore. Like, it was just my mom who would be able to provide for us. So with that, she has to be working two jobs, like, like from, what, 8 to 8 p.m., 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So I would never see her throughout the day, and I was left raising my, my little brother, who still to this day, I am raising, and... You know, it's had a big impact on me because it's been, like, an impediment to having fun. You know, it takes a lot away from you having a figure taken away from your life. Because it, yeah, like, butterfly effect, you know? Like, this has led to my mom being away all the time, which has led to me having to raise this child. And, you know, so now I feel like, but as... As well, it's helped me become someone loving. Yeah. You know? Because I'm always, like... When it comes to, like, people, friends, boys and shit, I always... I just have this... Um, like, she has a big heart. Yeah, I just have a big heart. I want to care for you, and I want to provide for you. You know, it's just something that's always stuck with me. So I feel like that is a lot from where my personality comes from yeah. which i'm very thankful for because i wouldn't honestly have had it any other way exactly. you know, i've learned what i've learned life is life it comes with you know it's bad it's good but things overall have been okay like now i had gone like four years without seeing my dad before i forgot to see him again 
and since then I've been seeing him about like every summer and you know at first I was struggling to find the relationship with him again because I was not in contact for, with him for like three years and you know like he looked way different than when exactly. I left. yeah he looked way different from when, I, from when I left I hadn't talked to him like I didn't recognize who this was because a lot had happened in those three years. A lot had happened in those three years that he wasn't there. And it was really hard for me to build a relationship with him. Like, all I felt was this hatred toward him. Like, realizing all these things growing up, it's just like, like, you mature and a lot comes with that because you understand more. So it's like, when my dad had done something wrong, like, all I knew was to forgive him. Right. But now I can tell, like, some things just you can't, like ignore and so he had done a lot that had like affected the way i thought of him and it was for a few years yeah it was hard like i did not want to go see him at all and like my time spent with her was just horrible like i had this just hate for him for a little bit but right now and but i've come like at this age right now i'm like okay things happen you know and i was like my parents have their own stuff that went through i don't know everything we yeah. never know the whole story kids never know the whole story but you know i just want to say like right now we're on good terms i guess you know i've finally been able to like enjoy my time over there with him at least somewhat but yeah i mean that fatherly like that father figure is like i feel like it, it's just very important i'm very thankful that he is still helping and, you know, like, providing money and providing for me. Just love still. He's still there for me always. And always be thankful for that. Right. hmm Exactly. Okay. But what about our mothers? Oh, let's talk about moms. Let's talk about mothers. Let's talk about moms. <laughs> Let me start <laughs> with this men. because... Exactly. So, like, the, the whole summary of this is, like, even, like, having a parent not being there for you if it's physically or or like emotionally it's like so hard on you especially as a kid because all you want is like the support of like your two parent figures there and like once one is not there really much it's like hold on it it makes you like even want to blame yourself you're like what the what what did i do because i don't know what did i do to deserve this exactly like why why life like i don't understand Mm -hmm. but take your mic and like it's like touching your hair Oh, is it? Yeah, there. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but yeah, so, <laughs> so mom. So let me talk about my mom. My mom. My mom. She, <laughs> I want to, like, okay, like, she really is my best friend. Because she is always there for me. She's the one who always provided everything for me and my brothers. Like, my dad, obviously, like, he had a job, but it was always my mom, you know, like, getting the the things and the buying toys and shit and all of that for us um but i feel like i struggled with her through a lot when i was like eight or nine i think like fourth fifth grade i don't know if that's eight or nine it's like 10 11 yeah it's like 10 11 um because i was honestly like a really I was like I went to school and I would have the time of my life and the second I got home I would just run to my room and I didn't want to talk to anybody and Mm -hmm. I feel like because so many things were going on um I mean there was a lot of shit for my brother but like I'm gonna get into that like after we talk about this (laughs) but Mm -hmm. 
so basically i was alone i did not have anyone except for my school friends and then my mom would have like she would have nerve to ask me like why aren't you like this and da 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 and i always tell her like you're like my friends are more there for me than you are Mm -hmm. and i feel like i really can't remember my memories like before 11 or before seven I feel like mm-hmm. seven and after, I really remember a lot. But I remember, like, it was always bad because it was constant arguments, screaming, yelling. Like, I would throw fits. Obviously, like, I'm a kid. And I really didn't have a healthy way to express, like, my emotions because every time, like, yelling was involved, it was always mm-hmm. bad, you know? So I was always, like, just... I was... You know what? I want to say I was a bad kid. But I had reason because it's, like, how else was I supposed to, like, talk calmly when you know my parents would like hit me and like you know just always yell at me for something that i couldn't even control yeah but so my mom i i I didn't i really didn't have my mom or dad like like Like, they were there they were there but i feel like they were not as attentive as they should be to their kids because i was a kid i'm always i was i don't like to say it but i'm i was always really needy like i need reassurance i need that attention i need that like love physically yeah. or emotionally or verbally like just to show me that like you know i'm still worth something yeah but you can't be blamed for that I exactly mean, as a kid, like, that's all you want from a parent they're they're all you have you know exactly and i never had that so i was really shut off so i was really at a bad place with my mom i didn't have my dad i was just really like alone uh-huh. i would go to school i would have the time of my life school was like my escape and escape, i escape bro literally it was my favorite place to be i was nice to everyone i didn't have any drama with anybody so school was like really my safe space so and then i feel like as i grew older 12 13 i started really having like real conversations with my mom with my mom like conversations that when we talked like it would make us both cry because we would realize like what's going on my mom i want to say she tries but she's a really bad trier because Mm -hmm. she's like okay i'll fix this if you don't like me doing this i'm gonna fix it and then she'll still do the same shit you know like and i feel (laughs) like she just forgets but like i'm like homegirl you need you need (laughs) she's a cancer (laughs) i'm like homegirl you need to help me out because you know i'm struggling here being your daughter and i'm the only daughter i'm the youngest too I think people think I have it easy. I kind of do. I'm not going to lie. I was really spoiled, but I was spoiled with objects and money. But since I'm the girl, they always make me do shit. They're always like, clean this, clean that. And they're like, but I buy you stuff. And I'm like, bro, I never asked you to buy me anything. Like, no. <laughs> you're making me work for stuff that I never asked for. But I'm so grateful. Literally. I'm so grateful. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like at this point, I'm really close with my mom. We still have those times, you know, because i'm the only girl and she's she's the only girl i have in this family when i don't have anyone she's really the only girl i can turn to and it's hard to like turning to a guy because i know my brothers like they they really they will like honestly one day make me kill myself on accident because they just they just like be (laughs) they just be talking the motion to me and whatever i know but yeah but my mom she's my rock she's my rock now yeah, you're rock. and i'm grateful i have her i still have those times like yesterday we got an argument i started crying obviously i'm so mad like <laughs> I know. but you know it's, it's up and down but like as i grow older i realize that she's really all i have so i can't mm-hmm. 
I can't be, you know, like being that rebel teenage daughter and going against her and her wishes because that'll do nothing but damage. Yeah. So I try to be the best I can. Um, we still go through shit, but she's still there. She's still my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, you Yeah, go. of course. Mommy. Okay, so. Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. Okay, so. For this part, I think I'm going to be talking about my mom and my sister. Because yeah. growing up, my sister was my mother, to be honest. Both to me and my brother. But my mom. So, I really have no memory of, like, my relationship with her before we moved here. Because, like, that was... I feel like I was focused on my dad during those times. But, like, since he wasn't around, I only had her. You know, I feel like we never built, like, a genuine... I I never... Like, growing up, I had never felt like I had a genuine connection with my mom. Because, like, she was always at work. I'd see her, like... I would... When she came home, I was already sleeping. When she left, I was... You know, I wasn't awake yet. And so... You know, I wouldn't see her for days sometimes. And, you know, it was really hard on me as a child because I didn't have my dad around. And, of course, you know, I still had my mom. But at the same time, like, did I really? Right. Yeah, like, like, I'm so thankful. Like, I know she was out there working. I know, like, she had no other choice. But as a a child, raising another child, too, you know, it's like all you would want is some attention, some tender love and care. But, um... You know, I feel like growing up, when we, when she started to work less, you know, and I had her around more, it still wasn't the best because, like, her first, like, husband, like, boyfriend here that we moved in with is the one she's still with now, my stepdad right now. He, um, and this is, this is when I was, like, I'd say 11, and this is when we moved in with him, and since... He was providing now, too. She only had one job. So I would see her more. But I feel like even then, we were still... This is around, yeah, the age of 11. We Our relationship was not anywhere near what I wanted it to be. I struggled a lot with her. And I feel... Like, I felt growing up, I just felt like an outcast as a middle child. Because there was my older sister who was perfect, you know, perfect grades. First to go to college, you know. She was just the example everyone looked up to was compared to in the family and there was my little brother the baby you know of course you would love him the most you know yeah. and per- like be such attentive to him so and, and it's just like me i was just me you know like i felt like there was nothing special to me like so, the middle child yeah i was just I, that's all i was the middle child and you know so growing up i felt like my mom did not provide me as much attention as my siblings which you know i still think it's true like then not now but then i I, looking back on it i feel i felt a lot like an outcast so that like caused me to you know it it made me sad it did really make me sad it like put a hole in my heart yeah it's just depressing you know like seeing your siblings getting all this love and shit and then you're just you know what do you get you know exactly but yeah, it was like that for a while, and I feel like my mom and I would just argue a lot. Like, we would disagree on a lot of things, and a lot of it, I, w- I was just always mad at her, you know, because I know she was, like, it's not her fault. I didn't have both parents around or anything, but, like, she was the only one I could be mad at. Right. Like, you know, since since she was the only one around, and... 
like I didn't understand growing up that like we didn't have any other choice. Like money doesn't come free. Like she had to be working. She had to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like it still affects me a lot now. I still like argue about it with her sometimes. Like my little brother, I can't go out because you like have I have to, take to care cancel on everybody. Yeah. Every time someone invites me, no, I have to babysit. You know, yeah. it's always been like this my whole life. Yeah. But I've learned to deal with it kind of. Like I've worked my way around it, but growing up it's always been something that has gotten in the way of like relationships, friendships and stuff. But you know, and all I could ever do was be mad at her for it. Exactly. And you know, so and I didn't know any better. But now I'm like I guess, you know, I, I have get, to do I, it. Yeah, I have to do it. But it sucks because, <laughs> yeah. like, you're still a kid, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I still do think about that a lot now because I'm literally a kid raising a kid. Like, this, my brother is really my son. You literally. But he's, this dude is my son. You're his mom. But, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like my mom, I, she's, ugh, she's very, like, <laughs> like, she, let's see. She's hard. It's hard for her. I can tell it's hard for her to display her emotions. Yeah. Because my mom, she's a lot like me, I feel like. Like, we we feel bad. We, we'll feel guilty. We'll feel bad. But we won't say anything. Yeah. Because we just, like, both of us, we like to put our feelings to the side. Right. And just And just continue on. So I feel like... When I would do something, or when I would, like, I would talk to her a lot. When I tried to build a good bond with her for a good time, this was not that long ago. I feel like this was last year, like, when quarantine started. Right. Until, like, the end of summer, I feel like, was one of the hardest times I had with my mom. Because I was living with my aunt at the time, last year. And my aunt has always been, like, a second mother to me. Like, she's provided so much for me. Anytime I needed help, I would go to her because she's just always been there for me, you know? Right. And so this was the time when I was, like, living, kind of living with her, you know? And then I ended up moving in with her, too. Like, we all did, my mom and I and my siblings. So we all lived in the same household. But, like, at times, it would just be like my aunt was more of a mother to me than my mom was, you know, because... Like, I don't mean this in, like, to diss my mom, but, right. like, she was just, my mom was very, like, figure it out yourself, you know? Yeah, like. And my aunt would, like, provide me, like, advice. And I feel like my mom, she just wants me to, like, be stronger. Right. So she she pushes me to do stuff. Your mom was like, you be alright. You be alright. Yeah, literally. That's how she was to me growing up. And, you know, I say now that it's benefited me for the better. Like, right. it was for the better that she did that. But, you know... You wish like, you could have just was, had, like, some sort of guidance. Yeah, like, once I received that attention from my aunt at the start of quarantine when I was living with her, mm-hmm. like, everything just changed for me. I was, like, a lot... I you're was like, really happy. You're like, this is mom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is... Wait, this is nice. Because, <laughs> like, she would buy me food all the time. Like, anytime... I, I could talk to her about my boy problems, you know. I could open up to her about anything, like anything like even stuff i would be like when i would be rebelling i would tell her shit about it like right. you know my aunt she was just my best friend for a little right. and you know and i could tell my mom saw that like i was getting close to my aunt and i feel like that just it really upset her but i, I didn't mean it in like a mean way it's yeah. just never having received that 
and receiving into that shit's like, like oh and you're like okay i was like okay <laughs> but yeah but i feel like right now my mom and i have had a few talks like i've always ever i've always just whenever we argue or something i try to be respectful i'm always like considerate i was i feel like i feel like you know yeah i'd say stuff like that you know to get her to see my perspective right I always just felt like she just shut me off. Yeah. And, you know, I would tell her, like, I remember one time, um, what is it? My cousin, she was, what was it? Like, she broke up with her boyfriend or something. Yeah. And my my aunt was there with her, like, talking to her online, just caressing her, like, telling her everything was going to be okay, right? Right. And I remember I had, like, I was really sad over boy one time. Mm-hmm. And my mom caught me, like, crying. And all she did was, like, shame me for it. She was like, what are you doing crying over a boy? Like, this yeah. is why I don't let you have boyfriends. Because this is how you end up. Yeah. And I was like, like, that had hurt me seeing how... Because when I had told... When... About the same boy, I had told my aunt. And her reaction was way different. Right. She like, was more, she, like, she caring was, in there. Yeah, she was like, she was like, it's going to be okay, you know? Like, he's not worth it, da 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 And... I had told my mom that. Like, I had brought that situation up. And yeah. I remember, oh, my gosh, she got so pissed, bro. And after that, I was like, okay, maybe I should just chill. Like, right. ignore it. But, you know, I feel like slowly but surely, she's been working on it. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't had, like, an actual argument, fight with my mom. And I can't even, I don't even know how long. It's been way too long. Yeah. Which is really good. Because... Like, both of us were growing and learning to understand one another yeah. and, like, agree to disagree. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, my mother, my mom, like, right now, she's, yeah, I can talk to her about boys. Like, right now, I have my boyfriend. She lets me, I, like, she loves him, you know. There's been some growth. There's been, yeah, there's been a lot of growth in the areas. And I'm really thankful for her because, you know, she has learned to take me into consideration now right. and what i say and like she, she is growing a lot as a mother and i'm really proud of her because i know like growing up like that on her part as well was not easy working yeah. all these jobs providing for these children by herself and yeah it was not something that i can imagine had been easy for her so i've seen where she's coming from now and you know like, I'm just very thankful for her. Exactly. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to sound corny, but it's, like, this new generation is really teaching our parents, like, I've seen a lot of it, how to just be more, like, emotionally supportive, you know? And available. And available and just, like, learn how to talk about your feelings because I know, like, y'all have to say, like, oh, like, this generation's so soft. But it's, mm-hmm. like, true. Like, sometimes we just have to fucking let out our feelings and, like, do shit, you know? And just be able to talk freely without being shamed at. Like, I really used to be... I would, like, be scared to tell my mom the way I feel. Or even my dad. Because I knew Mm -hmm. it was always going to be, like, an argument. Like, it was my fault that I felt some sort of way Mm -hmm. because of something. I don't know. But it was just always something that was scary. And I feel like we can see the growth in our parents the more we talk to them about it. How Mm -hmm. they can be more understanding towards us, you know? yeah and i think that's great um so from here why don't we talk about siblings siblings yeah. oh my god do you want to start or yeah, yeah i'll start i'll start so okay. 
we're in 35 minutes this is really good it's probably yeah, gonna, it's, it's gonna be a long episode but it's nice okay, it's yeah. good it's nice, it's nice right exactly so siblings okay so this one actually like i don't i'm not trying to cry <laughs> i know i'm gonna cry th- no this <laughs> this I'm one this one hits the hardest because definitely as a kid and you have siblings these are the mm-hmm. kids that are your family that live with you that mm-hmm. are the closest thing to what you have as like a friend in your house you know mm-hmm. and i know obviously siblings are gonna be mean and whatever but they still have that love mm-hmm. now growing up for me i had two older brothers the oldest was my half brother he was basically an adult By the time I was, like, six, seven, he was already, like, an adult. But I think he he was still living with us for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I have my middle child brother, who is Mm -hmm. just a year older than me. Now, for the the eldest one, I was never really close to him, obviously. Like I said, he was, like, a second dad figure to me. He would never really, like... I, I, I don't really have memories of us, like, hanging out. I just remember me being in his room, like, watching WWE. Like, he got me into, like, all that wrestling shit. So, that's I'm thankful for that. Um, and then he... Uh, well, yeah, he was really distant with us. I feel, like, I feel like he was also had, like, a lot of resentment because um, he did not get along with my dad. Like, my biological dad. That wasn't his. And I I mean, I can understand that, but I feel like everyone in my house was so hard headed that like it was always just like anger was like a really yeah. familiar feeling for me. Um. So, yeah, so I, I never really had a lot of connection with him, but he did move out eventually. So I, I really never lived with him my whole life or like until now. But my other brother, who is a year older than me, he made me really sad and i feel i still to this day feel like i faced some sort of abuse from him because he had like really bad anger issues and i guess he would just put that on me so he would always like hit me he would choke me he would like make me bleed (laughs) he was just super he was really bad and you know every time every time i cried to my like parents about it my mom she would just be mad at me and she would be like, I don't know why you're fighting. Like, why do you even go in his room and bother him in the first place? Like, um, yeah, that's how it was. Why, why do you always bother your brother? Um, it's why, always just leave him alone. It's always like, oh, you guys are siblings. Y'all are going to do that. Yeah. And I remember one night it was really bad. Like we got into this huge fight. I don't know why. I think he was just <laughs> mad cuz there really was never a reason to it. He was always just mad. And me, I I learned how to put my hands on him when he did it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So every time he would hit me, you know, I'm not going to just stand there and cry. Like I was obviously that hard-headed too, so I would always hit him back whatever. He deserved it. And yeah there was one night like we were just fighting in his room and then i run to my room because i'm trying to hide from this motherfucker like this demon who's trying to like literally kill me and i'm like i I ran to my room and i went under the covers and he Mm -hmm. jumped on me from like over the blanket that i was under and he just started choking me and Mm -hmm. i literally could not breathe (laughs) 
and i was just crying and crying and then i ran up to my i ran up to my room i was like literally 11 i ran up i ran up to my room or i ran up to my mom's room and i just start crying and crying and then she gets mad and Mm -hmm. then i ran to my room and that was the first time i cut myself really how old are you 11 you said (laughs) yeah because i like i know i don't like talking about that but i literally feel like shit and it it it, like when no when you're living in a house with like a full family you have your mom your dad your brother your dog and you feel like no one is like yeah it's like in your life like no one is dude that's the worst feeling ever i'm telling i was in a household full of like 10 people and felt like the only one there dude like exactly no that's just it's the worst feeling ever and this was during the summer where i didn't have to i i couldn't go to school when i did go Mm -hmm. to a school it was it was like that catholic private school that i went to i had no friends like i had friends i mean i guess people knew me since i've been to the school before but i had Mm -hmm. these like really fake friends that i really never hung out with because they lived kind of far so it was just me like Mm -hmm. me and coco and I was just like, oh my god, Coco was like literally my emotional support animal. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's all of your emotional literally. Support right. <laughs> Coco, Coco, yeah, Coco lived through it. Uh-huh. But so through that period of time, I was really alone, and I, I still to this day, I'm working to like forgive my brother, even though he never will really apologize for it, mm-hmm. because. I've talked to him and my mom, like, we've sat in a room and had a conversation about it, but it literally never went anywhere. He still, to to this day, he still blames me. He said yeah. that I was the younger sister that was never there for him. And you know what? It's like, that's all I tried to do. That's all I tried Be to there do. For when him. I was in his room playing Xbox with him, like, that's all I tried to do is just there. And when whenever he gets mad, he loses a game. Like, it could literally be anything. He would get so triggered and like <laughs> triggered <laughs> like you know if something would trigger him that's what i mean uh-huh. <laughs> and he would just literally take it on me i was like his punching bag and it sucked dick like it was yeah. so bad but i guess we're i mean i still tell people i don't have a relationship with my brother even though sometimes like I, he doesn't get out of his room he's always in there playing mm-hmm. the computer the pc and I can emphasize because I know he also has through shit. Like I'm not saying I'm a whole victim because I know he <laughs> he also struggled with hella, but yeah. that's no excuse to treat me that yeah, way. Yeah, it doesn't justify. And it. to this day, since like I I was told not to talk about it anymore. My mom, every time I brought it up, my mom would yell at me. She would be like, "Why do you always bring that up?" because it literally traumatized me because yeah. it's like i'm scared to even do or say anything around my brother Bitch, I don't... that gave me mental oh god so yeah so like i don't talk to him i mean we do have good times and you know like i i we still fight we still fight mm-hmm. and argue hella like he'll call me fat and like just say shit <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god but it so but it's rude. but it's not to the point where like you know he's hitting me like before but he still touches me he still puts his hand on me i know bro he still be like i don't and I, I he'll still slap me like i don't do anything yeah. i just stand back and i laugh i laugh at him i laugh and I'm yeah. like what the fuck are you doing like i know you can't can you do right like <laughs> 
okay but yeah that's my sibling situation um so yeah just brothers you know how brothers are but yeah go sylvia because like you had a sister i always wanted an older sister tell us oh about my that. god i feel oh my i feel horrible for anybody who does not have a sister especially an older one die honestly okay <laughs> I'm going to start with my little brother because I want to say the best for last. Right. But. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I have my little brother who I th- we're like five years apart in age. He's nine right now. And, you know, growing up, I raised him, as I said before. You know, he was he's a very troubled child. He also has anger issues. And as a little kid, it's even harder to cope with because he... He doesn't know, you know, he doesn't know he has these issues. So it's like, so it's like, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing or like that. He doesn't know that what he's doing is, isn't right sometimes. And, you know, since he has these issues, it's like, I can't do anything about it, but just let him be. So it's always been like that. So that has honestly been a lot for me because, you know, he, he has made me cry many times this boy this little boy has been damaged right like one time we fought because i i don't remember this was when i lived in these apartments but we had fought we shared a room and we had fought one time i forget what it was about something stupid is your finger on the mic there you go there you go oh okay Oh, oh was it I don't know. Oh, yeah, the mic's on this Oh, okay, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was here. But, okay, sorry, y'all. Again, this, um, I don't remember what had happened, but I just remember, like, I told my mom, like, get your fucking son, because I am so tired. And then I, like, I just hear shit, like, crashing all over the room. So <laughs> I go in, and this motherfucker trashed my shit. Like, he knocked over my shelf, everything on it. He, like, broke my fucking picture frame. Nah, bro. I don't know. Like, he just messed up my bed, and dude, oh my god, I just started fucking pouring, like, pouring tears, dude. Because, you know, it's it's been very stressful raising this child, because I am also a child. I, like, don't know how to... Take care know. of, a like, a little yeah, kid. Yeah, take care of the kid, you know, and the i am the reason like he has these issues because he never had a parent growing up like i never i mean he's always had like my mom on weekends like she buys him stuff of course but it's like i've always he what he knows is what i've taught him yeah you know and so that has always been a struggle you know it's been it's been easier as we get older i notice it gets easier to get along with him i don't fight with him as much anymore and but i don't like i love him forever you know that's my little little bro but you know it's just he's very difficult and he's always been not the best to me but it's like i know he's still a kid and that'll it'll get easier as it's old right as we get older like he's he's gonna grow out of it eventually yeah hopefully <laughs> like all you but, all you do all you want to do is be the person to him that you wish you had and yeah just that's be there I'm for trying. him yeah and like slowly but surely i'm seeing him improve because i am he's very dependent on me you know because yeah. i've always been there for him like this dude can't even make a fucking bowl of cereal for himself yeah and it's like i'm i'm trying to get him to become independent because i don't want him to grow up like 
to be someone who just relies on everyone for everything. You know, be this dickhead who yeah. you know makes everyone do everything for him. Little douchebag. So, yeah, little douchebag. But you know, I love my brother. I've always have. He's always been like a huge part of me. Like I, I really like as much as we fight. I don't know what I do without him. Right. You know, that's like, your baby. That this is my baby. Right. Yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> but okay, then there's my sister who basically raised me like my mommy, my mummy. Um, we had a bigger age gap. We were seven years apart in age. So like, you know, I had always looked up to her. I did what she did. Like, I wanted to be here, you know, like this is my sister. Your you role know? model. Yeah. My role model. Yeah. This is my fucking role model. And so growing up, me and her have always gotten along, to be honest. Like we, we would fight like, you know, just sibling shit, but not like me and my brother do. Like right. we were never like that. We've always been tight. We've always done everything together. And like, we were, like, close when we were little, but, you know, it was never anything to where, like, I could talk to her about stuff. She could talk to me about stuff because, you know, with the big age gap, it's like... It's just like, oh, you're my little sister. Yeah, she, that, that's all I was, her yeah. little sister. Not, like, her bestie. Right, right, right. So it's, like, growing up as well, like, around that age, like, when we, when we moved there up until, like, the age of 11, like, I also felt really alone. Because she would be at work, all, my sister would work a lot too. So sometimes it would just be me and my brother some days. But, you know, even then I still felt like I had no one because, you know, she was in her own world. She had her friends. She had her school. And so, you know, I didn't, like, since we all have these big age gaps, my mom decided to have us, like, fucking decades apart. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, it was just hard to, like have it like to get anyone to understand me but then it came when i started to grow older and mature more you know i adapted i adapted to a lot of her like like the music i grew up listening to drake riri like everyone you might you're like a mini her i'm a mini her because you know when she would be getting ready in the mornings i'd overhear her music i'm like okay you know stuff like that like everything she did i just followed after her and so eventually like what sucks is our bond started right before she left to college yeah which was like the most heartbreaking thing ever because it was like a year before she had left when we had finally started to like bond a lot like she would even start taking me out with her friends willingly right and you know, we'd get smoothies all the time and stuff, but then she had to leave to college. Right. And so it was always me and her raising my brother. But, you know, her leaving was huge because then it was just me. And I feel like things went really downhill from that. Like, started a depressive episode when she left. Yeah. And, you know, things got really hard. But, you know. She was your support system. Yeah, she was my support system. And God, this girl has always been so special to me. Like, she's always been there to provide me advice when I needed it. Or, like, if I needed some money, she'd give me some money, you know. Like, she has always just been my rock. You know, she's never gone anywhere. And I'm so thankful for her because, you know, I really do not know where I'd be without her. You know, nights where I'd be crying, you know, have no one to turn to. I'd Like, there's always my sister. Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And we went through a lot of the same stuff because she grew up without her father as well. And what's it called? There was a lot of stuff we related on. Yeah. And, she, like, if no one was there, just so was. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, she'll always be one of the most important things, like, in my life that I don't see myself without. Yeah. So. That you'll mm-hmm. forever cherish. My forever cherish. Yeah. Period. I miss her. Period. Me too. <laughs> oh my God, we're going to go oh she better come they're gonna come know, see me I'm so excited. but yes okay so i don't honestly well okay so let's go from let's like the last name let's wrap this up it's like yeah let's wrap minutes. this up because yeah but let's say how these situations made us to who we are today mm-hmm. i'll go first and then you can go in the okay one. okay right so so i guess what i learned from this is that I mean, I'm always going to come off as hard-headed just because mm-hmm. that was the way, like, my family always taught me to be. There was never a lot of affection. Mm-hmm. If it was affection, it was probably, like, physical. Like, like it could literally be, like, scratch my head, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah. it was always something. And that's what I learned. Like, nobody in this family really says, like, I love you except for, like, my mom. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, like, love you, you know? yeah but it still counts um but yeah so i'll i'll i think what came from that is that like i'm gonna be hard-headed i'm not gonna be super affectionate um i kind of have this i think it's like a bad trait of mine that i think is bad because i feel like i'm really heartless and i'm like i feel like you're just a a tough lover i'm I'm a tough i'm a tough cookie like yeah yeah i'm a rock you have to really like hit me to my core to really like yeah. find me emotionally because mm-hmm. once i love i i love you don't stop i will don't give stop. you my whole heart i'll give uh. you like my left leg it like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i feel like but i think that was like a result of like my childhood because it was never there was never really a lot of love around me mm-hmm. but i feel like once i started meeting like once i met sylvia I think mm-hmm. Sylvia was like really my first friend that mm-hmm. I that I was like I would die for you because yeah. I've had a I've had a lot of friends like I've always tried to make friends friends was the only like my only escape like friends were the only people who really cared about me even if they didn't I would love my friends to death because that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was just like love somebody so I would always buy them like friendship bracelets bitch that sh- mm. those friendships did not even last like a year I know, it was like. I uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the second grade. I, I there was this girl and I thought she was so pretty, so I made her a fucking friendship bracelet. And this bitch broke it, bro. Bro, literally, like, <laughs> like friend, like after the school year was done, they never lasted. But Sylvia was always yeah. there. This is like, of course, this is my my little soulmate, bro. Yeah. But yeah, so ever since I feel like Sylvia was, bro. It's it's really touching because you were really the first person who like saw me love yeah like like, in the pure most genuine way (laughs) in the pure most genuine way like nobody knows andrea's love like i do i don't think anybody's received andrea's love like i bro literally because i cry i don't cry i don't cry i don't cry cry at all like any fucking boy i feel like there was only like really two boys i've ever cried over but but like compared to i think a lot of girls who like have messed with a lot of guys like they (laughs) they like i've always seen girls cry i'm like girl i don't know why you crying over that boy like girl if you don't get your head up and like (laughs) like but then you know i grow and i learn 
but yeah so i just i just always been a hard-headed as bitch and Mm -hmm. i think once i i find people who are genuinely good for me and always will like be pure-hearted to me i would always reciprocate that like whatever you give me i'm gonna give you times 10 you know yeah and i think that's just that was like my product (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay the product yeah Yeah, exactly you go for me i honestly it's it's a good thing but a little too good (laughs) that i have become okay i've always been independent you know like i never wanted my teammates to help me on group projects i wanted it was always like it's me and it's gonna be my way and i don't give a fuck yeah everything (laughs) has yeah everything had to go my way i had to be in control i always wanted i always wanted to take the wheel you know me too and i yeah dude i've always just been so independent like if i was offered help i would decline it growing up you know it's just something that made me feel better about myself knowing i could do this on my own and but along with that, I have always been such a lovable, caring person. Like, Andrea always tells me, why the fuck are you so caring? Like, I'm like, why, why are you, are you so, so nice? soft? <laughs> I know, why are you so nice? And I'm just, I don't know, like, it's just, I can't help but to be nice. Because honestly, to me, like, giving gifts or, like, just putting a smile on my face has always been, the like, my number one thing. Putting a smile on someone's face is the best feeling to me. Right. And, you know, so that's all I want to do. And I find in, ev- like, every way I can do it, I do it, you know. And so th- it's always been kind of a struggle for me, though, because at times, I know it sounds nice. Like, you're just so nice. Everyone wants to be friends with you. But, like, people switch up. And, you know, you can do so much for them. And they still would treat you like you didn't yeah. do anything, you know? Like, I have I have a couple friends who I feel like I've been the best friend to, like, the bestest friend to. Like, I've done so much for them. You know, I bought them food, you know, gave them advice, was there for them when nobody was. And they've still dropped me. Facts. Still, and, Facts. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I can name, like, fucking 10 I people can name all? that shit to me, bro. I can name them all. But... Oh, my God. Anyways, like, you know, and it always leaves me feeling like, damn, like, regret. Like you get taken advantage too. of. Yeah, I'm always I feel like I always get taken advantage of for that. So that's that's been a hardship that came with it. But at the end of the day, I know I, at least I know I'm always in the right because, you know, like, what have I done wrong? Right. To, exactly. You know, exactly. but I'd rather be like. I'd rather give more than less, you know? And so, you know, at the end of the day, knowing I have a big heart and knowing, like... Your intentions are pure. Yeah, my intentions are pure. I'm proud to be who I am today. And I'm proud of everything I pursued throughout. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be without you, babe. You know, you've always been... I love you. Oh, God. Oh, no, but you know like you have made life 10 times easier 100 times easier you've just made life like fucking butter bro and you know i am just so thankful for you (laughs) don't cry see look y'all i got this (laughs) it's okay we'll see each other soon but yeah, good ass podcast you know. episode. I know this is a good. This is a little emotional, but she needs you, know, to get you guys have learned a lot about us in this episode. Right. This was like a whole introduction. We, yeah, this is like why we are who we are. Right. I feel like that's what you should name it. Why, why we are who we are. But I have then, to. I have to add a two then, in it because that's like oh, my yeah. theme, right?
I got how, it. Wait, wait. Oh, I got it. I got it. Wait. How, how we've come to, to be where we are. Where? Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then you can put, like, the colon parents. Right, yeah, or something, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. <sighs> okay. Okay, guys. Well, I think, I I think, think this is coming it. to an end. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, basically, what what is... Well, I always have a message. So, the message is, no matter what you've been through as a child, mm-hmm. there's it's never too late to learn your triggers, what makes you upset, to start healing, to start mm-hmm. being the person you want to be because there's no one in life who can stop you from doing that. Mm-hmm. It's a process, but if you really want to be a good person and you want to heal your heart from what has happened, mm-hmm. you can learn to forgive and forget and to just be in peace finally because... Hmm. Yeah. The message I think this podcast has is like, take what you can from everything like you know even the hardships like take what you can from it even if you know this something bad happened like what what did you learn from it you know and use it to your advantage because you know these experiences yeah they're not the easiest to go through but at the end of the day you you benefit from it you know you come out stronger than you were walking into it exactly and i just feel like just if you know you're like you're capable of being someone better then wh- what are you waiting for what are you doing what bro are you, no what one's are you stopping doing? you no one's stopping you don't don't keep using these experiences like these hardships as lame as excuses like that's what i was gonna them. say don't, yeah don't don't use this shit as an excuse like if anything build from it like make yourself a stronger person because you're capable of it it's within your reach you it's got it good. babe. yeah mm-hmm. i used to be a one like like i don't know how I used to say be. i was mentally ill as a kid mm-hmm. like literally i was not it but you no, know as you mature and you grow and you learn there's always going to be more opportunities and more things um i can't i know there's people out there i don't want to say who have it worse but have gone through like more mm-hmm. you know and it, it still doesn't matter you still keep going you st- and you push yeah, through it because you, you got it, it. You got it. There's nothing. You can do anything. Exactly. Like, the world doesn't give you situations that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. And sure. The universe has a plan for you. It always Everything has a plan. Everything will work out. Exactly. Everything works out. And yeah. if, if when in doubt, find peace in your religion, your beliefs, you go mm-hmm. to that and you're set. And that's, yeah. that's all I wanted. There's always, there's always something you can turn to. There's always a person away, a therapist a professional help whatever you need there's always something there's always something but yeah thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast episode i feel that oh it was God. super <laughs> nice except this is super nice. our first one with sylvie's my little I baby know. this is so fun guys like i felt like oh my god i don't know i was so nervous bro yeah, exactly yeah, me too like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know like, it's natural yeah, it came, it just came naturally. Exactly. So. But thank you this so much, so guys. I hope you take thank something Thank you for this. having me. Exactly. I hope you learned something. If you listened this far, I love you. Um, we'll be back with another episode, whether it's for me, I guess, whoever. But um, have a good day. Have a good night. We should, bro, are we you still down? Because I'm going to call her. I was going to call her after. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about fake friends. Oh my god, I'm down. Okay, I'm down. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening and bye.